It's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on the biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here is your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome. This is Mike Riddle, the host of Defending the Faith program here. And we're about training others about God's creation and how to defend our faith in God's Word. Well, our talk today, starting off of New Year here, is called America. I want to talk a little bit about America, our foundations, and what kind of a nation we have been and what kind of a nation we're in today. Well, let's start with 1776. In that year, 1776 in Philadelphia, our Declaration of Independence was adopted. The statement was issued by the Continental Congress on 4th of July, 1776. It renounced all allegiance to the British crown and ending the political connection with Great Britain. Our country was founded upon these principles found in our Declaration of Independence. In this document, a creator was foundational to our understanding. It was foundational to our founding fathers and that we have rights that come from this creator. We read this in our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, what do we mean by unalienable rights? That means not to be separated from, not to be given away or taken away. Notice now, there are four foundational truths that our founding fathers gave us in that document. Number one, they believed in a creator God. Number two, they believed all men are created equal. Three, they believed we have rights that do come from our creator God. And fourth, They believe the government's purpose is to preserve and protect these God-made rights of God-made man. That's what our founding fathers believed. They realized that a nation could only survive if our rights were established from God and not the state. Well, a little over 11 years after the Declaration of Independence on September 17, 1787, America adopted the Constitution. This document established the laws by which this country will live. And we read this in our Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. We now have our two great documents, our Declaration of Independence, which gives us our rights. And then we have our Constitution, the laws by which we'll govern this country. But there is a high price to pay for this freedom, for the establishment of this country. Of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, a high price was paid for the freedoms we have today. Five of them were arrested by the British as traitors. Twelve had their homes looted and burned by the enemy. Seventeen lost their fortunes. Two lost sons in the Continental Army. And nine fought and died during the Revolutionary War. They paid a high price so that we could have our freedoms today. In other words, 
what we find as a fact, and don't let anybody convince you of anything different. America was founded upon biblical principles. Our original public school system in America, first introduced by Daniel and Noah Webster, provided students with a firm biblical foundation. The first textbook printed in America was used to teach reading and Bible lessons. Our education system has a very strong biblical heritage. For example, Harvard College was the first higher education institution in the New World, founded in 1636. The laws and statutes of Harvard College in 1643 stated this, Let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. That is right from John chapter 17, verse 3. Did you know Harvard University disallows that today? They've completely turned away from their original charter. Now, in 1691, the College of William and Mary Charter stated that the Church of Virginia may be furnished with a seminary of ministers of the gospel. That school no longer does that. They've completely turned away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 1701, Yale College was founded to train ministers of the gospel. They no longer do that. They teach a different gospel there today. The president of Princeton stated, Cursed be all that learning is contrary to the cross of Christ. Well, they no longer do that, folks. They've endorsed all the learning that goes against Jesus Christ. But our original education system was indeed based upon the Bible. Then we can see our foundation in the Bible to inscribed on many of our monuments in Washington, D.C. The words, in God we trust, are inscribed in the House and Senate chambers. Then they go about degrading the very name of God. On the walls of the Capitol Dome appear the words, the New Testament, according to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Liberty Bell is inscribed with Leviticus chapter 25, verse 10, and it reads, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. Did you know if you take a tour of Washington, D.C., they will not point these things out? Then on the metal cap of Washington Monument are the words, Praise be to God. In the Lincoln Memorial, we see the words, God, Bible, the Almighty, and divine attributes. The Jefferson Memorial includes the words, God who gave us life, gave us liberty. Did you know that all 50 state constitutions in America have acknowledgement to God, even the state of California. And we read this in their state constitution. We, the people of the state of California, grateful to Almighty God for our freedom. Did you know that state, California, has kicked God out of the public education system? In other words, they are completely going against their state constitution. So, fact. The Bible, indeed, was foundational for the formation of America and our education system. Now, let's look at America again. We are a great nation. We cannot deny we've been a great nation. Are we still a great nation today? Yes, we still do a lot of good things, but a lot of things have changed in America, a lot of things. But there are two things that have helped make America a great nation throughout our history. See, we do have a long and proud history. Sometimes we've made some wrong decisions, but we've always been a nation that has stood for freedom. Our flag is a symbol of the freedoms that many have fought and died to preserve. But the two things that have made America great are, number one, our biblical heritage. 
That is one of the foremost things that have helped make America a great nation, our biblical heritage. A second thing that has made America a great nation is this. We've always been able to rise up unforgettable men and women in unforgettable times that are willing to pay the price to preserve our heritage and values in this great country called America. Now, there have been many great nations throughout the history of the world. Many have gone by the wayside. They've come and gone. Now, how do great nations fall? How do great nations just fade away? Well, there are two ways this can happen. One is through military action. Great wars, great armies, guns and bombs can destroy whole nations. But there's a second way. And today, this seems to be a very effective way. It is called the attack from within, also called the slow decay method. You attack the heritage and foundation the country is founded upon. You crumble it from within through moral decay. You use deception. Your leadership practices deception. They reinterpret your founding documents. They change the history and theology. They adopt new laws. That is how you tumble great nations. Today, ladies and gentlemen, this country, America, is in the greatest battle we've ever been involved in. It is not a battle being fought with guns and bombs, but it is a battle for the very heart and soul of this nation. After all the wars America has fought, our civil war, where over 700,000 are reported to have lost their lives, World War I, we're only in that war a little over one year, and we lost over 100,000 soldiers. Men and women who rose to the occasion to fight for our freedoms and for the freedoms of others around the world. We had the Korean War, sometimes called the Forgotten War. But ladies and gentlemen, how can you forget the loss of 36,000 American lives? Then there was the Vietnam War, where over 68,000 Americans lost their lives. And then there was World War II, We forgot about World War II, where we still have men and women living who fought in that war. Did you know we paid a heavy price for World War II? Over 400,000 Americans lost their lives to help preserve the freedoms of others around the world and the freedoms of those living today in America. And then there's the war on Islamic totalitarianism. This is not a war on terror. Do not be deceived by words. Terrorism is not a war. It is a tactic. This is a war on Islamic totalitarianism. Now, we have survived all those physical wars, but not without great damage, but we survived. But the question is, are we prepared to fight this battle for the very heart and soul of this nation today. It is not a war being fought with guns and bombs. It is a war of ideas. It is a war of worldviews. It is a war of values. Are we prepared to fight that value, that battle? Or have we become so weakened? Have we lost our resolve to defend what we once were, one nation under God? Today, America is at a crossroads. America today is a nation in change. Our biblical heritage is changing. Our youth are no longer taught the real history of America. They're being taught a whole new history in the schools today. They are reinterpreting the Constitution and changing our laws. Our law reads, Congress shall make no law 
respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. Did you know the words separation of church and state are not found in our Constitution anywhere? They're not found in any of our documents. It was only partially in a letter written, but not in our founding documents. Do you know in 2003, in a Senate testimony, the Senate identified two problems in teaching history in our public schools? Number one, they said, we're dumbing down the content. And that is exactly what's happening, dumbing down the content. Problem number two, they said, we're increasing content bias and changing America's history. That's what's going on in our public school systems. In addition, we're finding many factual errors in our history textbooks. In other words, the next generation is not being taught the true history of America. They're being taught a revised history of America. See, America is a nation in change. Our youth are being taught a whole new morality. They're being taught marriage is not what the Bible teaches. See, the whole institution of marriage today is under assault. The biblical definition of marriage, one man and one woman, has been changed. The value and sanctity of human life is under assault. No longer do we value human life. We are killing millions and millions of unborn babies today, and we don't think anything about it. What kind of a barbaric nation have we become when we slaughter innocent human beings in the mother's womb? Our children under, uh, are under assault in the public education system. They're being told what to think and not taught how to think. Our rights coming from God are under attack from the public education system. Government officials and much of the media are all telling us we no longer have rights to come from God. The new mandate is the state, not God, will grant rights. You see, the war is within America. We're seeing a change in our morality, a change in our history. In 1947, the Supreme Court declared separation between church and state. That was founded on no principle in our documents. In 1962, the Supreme Court removed prayer from public schools. In 1963, Bibles were removed from schools. In 1973, the Supreme Court allowed abortion on demand. In 1976, the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, prohibits Christmas pageants in public schools. In 1980, the ACLU removed the Ten Commandments from the schools. In 2007, California made an attempt to use the word to eliminate the words mom and dad from schools because they were told those words are offensive. In 2008, California made an attempt to rule against homeschooling. And fortunately, they lost that battle. In 2010, we had a takeover by the government of America's education system. It is called Common Core. In 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage nationwide. Ladies and gentlemen, America is a nation in change. Our country's theology is changing. Remember, America was founded upon a belief in a creator God. We read those words, endowed by their creator. In our state-controlled schools today, they disallow the singing of Christmas carols. They disallow prayer. They disallow the posting of the Ten Commandments. 
They disallow the name of Jesus at athletic events or other school assemblies. They disallow the teaching of a greater God. And biblical principles today in our public schools have been deemed intolerant. We are changing the Bible's history. We read very clearly in the Word of God in Genesis chapter 1 that God created in six days. God even wrote that down in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, verse 11. Commandment number four, God himself wrote this down. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all is in them. We read about a worldwide flood, and the Bible makes it so clear this is a worldwide flood. But yet, our Christian university professors are teaching that is not what God really meant. Our next generation in our own Christian universities, in many of our Christian schools, in our seminaries, are being taught the Bible does not mean what it states. There's now even a movement in many of our seminaries to teach that Adam and Eve were not real people. Either they were spiritual in where they were presented, or they weren't the first two people. That's what's being taught in our seminaries and Christian schools. Our youth are being taught Genesis is not real history. God used evolution and millions and millions of years. Did you know there's no fact of science that can prove that? Not one. You see, the strategy is to attack the foundation of a Christian worldview. And what is our foundation for our Christian doctrines? It is the book of Genesis, and we need to get pastors to understand this, the importance of the book of Genesis. In that book, we find out who God is, what he's like. We find out about the definition of marriage, the very value of human life that we were all made in his image. We find out why we have death and why we have suffering, why we need a Savior. In other words, the very foundation for the gospel of Jesus Christ is right there in the book of Genesis. The very first promise of victory in a Savior is right there in the book of Genesis. We find out about our understanding of science in the book of Genesis. Almost every one of our biblical doctrines has their foundation in the book of Genesis. So why don't our pastors, many of our pastors, believe it? Why don't they teach it? They've been influenced by the world. They don't believe it or they are afraid to teach it because some people in their pews may not like what they're teaching. Ladies and gentlemen, we need more pastors. We have a lot out there today, but we need more pastors, more youth pastors with courage and commitment to God's word. Now the question, how has all this been accomplished how did it happen that in our own Christian universities and schools, we're teaching forms of evolutionism, humanism, moral relativism? Well, it was carried out by using the education system as a means to indoctrinate the next generation. Let me read you a quote. This secular humanism, what do we mean by secular humanism? That philosophy is the philosophy that all that exists really is mass and energy. There are no gods no supernatural forces. And the quote reads, this secular humanism could be done with a long march through the institutions by infiltrating the schools, the churches, the universities, the law, the arts, theater, music, the news media, the courts, television, and the modern motion picture industry. Now, who made that statement? That was done by Antonio Gramsci. He's a Marxist and founder of the Italian Communist Party. 
And he put that in his notebooks, and he called it a strategy for conquering America. Wow. Here's another quote from a gentleman many of us may know, John Dewey. He is one of the leaders in the social reform of America's public education system. And he wrote this in Teacher Magazine in September 1933. Now, this is in Teacher Magazine. The title of the article was Soul Searching. And I quote from John Dewey, There is no God and there is no soul. Hence, there are no needs for the groups of traditional religion. With dogma and creed excluded, the immutable truth is also dead and buried. There is no room for fixed natural laws or moral absolutes. He is one of the fathers of modern education in America, and that was his philosophy, and that's what was taught in the teacher colleges starting in the 30s, 1930s. Here's another quote from Erwin Lutzer, Ph.D., senior pastor at Moody College, professor of Bible and theology. He wrote this titled, When a Nation Forgets God. Quote, unfortunately, our schools are too often indoctrination chambers where children come to be scrubbed of their trust of parents, their church, and their sexual identity, and are force-fit a diet of secularism and immorality. Now, what has been the church's response? How have most churches in our Christian schools responded? The answer is business as usual. Little to no response. How can this be? It appears most of our churches have fallen asleep, and our Christian universities have compromised too much to be like the world. But did you know God warned us this would happen? Yes, he did. It's in Psalm 11, verse 3. God said, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Remember, the foundation for almost every one of our biblical doctrines comes out of the book of Genesis, which many churches either don't believe or don't teach much today. God warned us in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, where he states, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they should turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. That sounds like a great definition of evolutionism today. America is indeed a nation in change. Our nation is in the midst of a great storm. The results of this storm will have a considerable impact on our future. If America is to survive, we must hold on to the fact that we have certain unable rights that come from our Creator and that all men are created equal. If America is to survive, its people, the church, will have to recover their belief in the authority of God's Word. If America is to survive, we must train up the next generation to stand firm and defend our faith. Until that day comes, our freedoms and rights will continue to road away to the state. So what can we do? How can we recover our nation and return to one nation under God? How can we train our youth to stand firm on God's word? Well, the solution I will give next week. The solution to what has happened to America. This has been Mike Riddle, the host of Defending Your Faith, I'm also the founder and president of Creation Training Initiative. If you'd like to find out more about us, go to our website, creationtraining.org. That's creationtraining, all one word, creationtraining.org. Or you can email us 
at info, that's I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. We are able to deliver these type of messages through your donations. This one lets you know that we're totally bound and on by donations. Consider supporting CTI, Creation Training Initiative, so that we continue to teach this truth of God's creation and what we can do to bring America back to its biblical foundation. Next week will be the solution. We hope to hear from you. Again, our website, creationtraining.org. Email us, info, info, at creationtraining.org. And hold on till next week when we have the solution to how to prepare our youth for this battlefield. Thank you. God bless you. And have a wonderful new year. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 94.1 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.